banana, a sweet sweet banana. I get the banana, my big big banana. You will like my banana, titi sweet banana. Oh my baby, fun fun baby, oh eh. Tell you what I want, mama what I want. Tell you what I want, you know that I'm your man, oh. Dance it around, it's time to come 
Weekend was pretty good. I cannot complain. That's a good thing. But I don't have thing. really bad weekends. I don't. I don't really have bad weekends. Yeah, I try not to at all. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Uh, Aaron stepping in from Miss Parker. Miss Parker um, is out tonight. How you doing, Aaron? Doing great. Doing great, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Most definitely. How was your weekend? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was. It was. It was good. Not exciting. But yo, next weekend. I will be in Atlanta to, to celebrate Father's Day weekend with oh, my yeah. father. Most definitely. Yeah. So hopefully, I don't know if you'll be in town, but if you I will, will be here. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Most definitely. All right, yeah. All right. All right. Well, the question today is, what is something that you're proud of that you've accomplished this year? Hmm. Just this year. Yeah, so far this year. Yeah, we're the six-month mark. My NBA. The NBA, yeah. Without a doubt, yes. NBA. That's a big accomplishment. Absolutely. Well, I, I guess for me, I would have to say of uh, getting mercy on, you know. Oh, yeah. Get mercy on uh, uh-huh. Amazon. So, yeah. Yeah, I that's mean, a big this, That was a big template for me just simply because it's confirmation and the path that I'm on is the right path. So, Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. For me, I have two. One is that uh, – that I was able to take a, our first family trip with all my siblings um, this year. Mm. And we went to Hawaii for my sister and her husband's 10-year anniversary. But also the fact that we got the Stephen Knight Show on iHeartRadio, iTunes, and all that, I think that was a big accomplishment as well. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. So tweet us at Stephen Knight Show, SHO, and let us know what's something that you're proud of that you've accomplished this year. All right, hot topic. So Kim Kardashian uh, went on CNN last week to talk about her visit in the White House and the um, communication of 63-year-old Alice Marie Johnson, who had been serving a life sentence in prison for the first-time drug offense. Now, Van Jones asked her how she, how she felt about the idea that she may have been used by 45 as a political pawn. And Kim defended herself by saying that she's actually been working on this for months. She said, I was working on this before. I don't think I would be used. At the end of the day, he heard me out. We got the job done. What could he really use me for? Now, many people on social media uh, said that Kim's visit to the White House felt like an endorsement 
for 45 and Ben's uh, Joan, excuse me, asked about that and how she felt um, by giving Trump leg- legitimacy. She said, I think Kanye's already given him that. Uh, she said of her husband, who not only had a meeting with Trump before the inauguration, but had a tweet exchange with him in April. Kim said that to get in the call about Alice's communication, excuse me, I was really heartwarming experience and she'll remember for the rest of her life. So I remember when I was on the phone with my husband and said, wait, babe, I have a call, call you back. The secretary from the White House called her and said that, you know, she had 45 on the line and she was just saying how, to how, you know, just that experience of her being able to do something bigger with her life other than just shopping and, you know, Instagram and all that kind of stuff, how this is something she wants to do uh, at least once a year if she can help someone get out of the office. She said that she doesn't get starstruck, but she was starstruck over the Oval Office. What are your thoughts? Because Kim is getting a lot of backlash about helping this lady. They're saying that she only was able to do it because of her celebrity and no one cares about her being in the White House. What are your thoughts on her helping uh, Alice Marie Johnson be freed uh, prison? Me personally, I think that, I mean, I, I'm glad that she's out of jail. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that she's free. Um, blessings to her. But I still do think that the whole thing was a publicity stunt to a degree in the mm-hmm. sense that the photo ops that go along with it, like, and I'll give you an example of uh, a celebrity being a humanitarian and you don't get all the fanfare about it. Um, Brad Pitt and Sean Penn, when Hurricane Katrina happened, they were all down there physically themselves helping people get out of their homes and getting them off of roofs and put them, renting boats so people can use them to go out and get people. They didn't get all that fanfare. There wasn't a lot of press. They didn't do photo ops. This is a photo op press name, and, you know, all up and through social media. It's a Kim Kardashian situation. So she got Kim Kardashian written all over it. And then, you know, our president, he lives for that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, he's a reality TV star. So they were too, it was meant to happen. It was like lightning in a bottle for them to do this. And it worked mm-hmm. out this way because they marketed it that way. Yeah. But you want? Okay. I am so not a Kardashian fan. I don't watch the show. I'm, I'm not into all that. I think it's 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 a little out, out out there. But that being said, I actually have to give her props. Mm-hmm. I I am totally opposite of what Chica um, feels. I think that if you notice with the um with with the photo, she's not smiling. Like she looks like she is there to handle business. You know, number forty five is smiling, but he always gives that kind of kind of I don't want to say nutty looking smile, but just kind of you know just kind of childlike, very juvenile smile. Um, she she looks like okay. If I have to do this in order to get what I need to get done, so be it. But I am not smiling. I do not look like I'm I'm having a good time. This is serious. So I I actually think that she did a good thing. I think that she didn't. It, it, I, I I don't know. I just see it differently. I I think that it's it was fine. She actually used her celebrity, if you will, for something positive, for something good. Yeah, I, I actually agree. I, I think that, I mean, of course, the photo ops and whatnot, 
you know, you kind of expect that's that with her. Right. But also, what happened by her using her celebrity, uh, you know, to get this lady off, she brought awareness to the that's others, you know, yeah. because that the woman was able to, Alice was able to go on CNN and talk about the other people that are in there that are, are innocent or, or have these type of, um, you know, non. Uh, Violent offenses, one-time drug charge, and you sentenced to to years. So it brought up the conversation. So you know, I thought she, you know, I I I'm glad that she did use it to do something positive, and hopefully this will continue. People will continue to do it because of this of this case. So so yeah. Well, speaking of her husband, uh, you know, he released his album Ye, and it's already gone to number one. People are people are. This is eight eight consecutive number one album. Uh, by the way, on the top Billboard Top 100, but people are kind of questioning what you know. How could it go number one? Because there was so much backlash after he made the "Slavery Is a Choice" comments. Why do you think his able his album was still able to be so successful? Um, there's a such thing in music is you invest in yourself. So there was a point in time where record companies were, especially if it was the artists that they were trying to push to get them on the charts. They would go in and purchase all the the, the the releases themselves to get the numbers out mm-hmm. and maybe give them away at tours or whatever, however that used to work back in the day. But I know the record companies used to invest because it was an investment to get the market started, like to get the numbers up. It's 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 a, it's a marketing ploy. You, you see number one or everybody's number one. Well, it must be good if it's number one. Let me go out and get it. And then that's what happens. And then it really becomes number one legitimately like through, you know, patronage. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it's nothing for an artist to invest in themselves to buy some copies and do that. But if Kanye has core-based fans, he has enough core-based fans to go number one initially. Yeah. And, and the so, thing I mean, he does have enough following that could do that on, on mm-hmm. his own. Yeah. And the thing is, it wasn't like he sold a whole lot of copies. He sold uh, 205,000 copies, which is still a lot. But, you know... Back in the day, people it would say like a million in one week, or you know, like Taylor Swift would sell a million in one week. So you know, so it's it's. I think what it is is that uh, CD sale or music sales are are lower anyway, and so it's easier to get a number one. If that makes any sense. Yes. No. Yes. Definitely. But I agree with you. And everyone said the album is good. I haven't heard it yet. I heard it's only like seven songs and they're like real short. But but hey, you know, he did it. What are your thoughts, everyone? Hey. More power to him if if he if he has great work, then he has great work. You know, people make mistakes. P- people say things that they shouldn't say that they should have kept in their head and not have actually said it out loud. Um, I talked it up as him just you know just maybe saying something that he shouldn't have said. I don't hold it against him. I'm not a fan. Stuff is, um, but if he does great music, then he does great music, and I respect the art. So, yeah. are you able to separate so the, I- the artist from the, from the art? Like you know, a lot of people, like with you know the Me Too uh, movement, you have all these uh, high power men who've done great work over their career, but now we're learning more about behind the scenes what they're doing in their personal lives. Are you able to separate the art from the artist? I can, I, I can like, okay, case in point, the coffee show, Bill Coffee. I can mm-hmm. watch that show. I had no problem watching it. Um, 
I can separate Bill Cosby, the person, from Bill Cosby, the actor, or, you know, or Dr. Heathcliff, Heathcliff Huxtable, who was a character. And the show was bigger than just him. You know, it was a true ensemble cast with, with just level. It was just layers, and it wasn't all about him. So, yeah, I can separate that. Even with Roseanne, please, if y'all going to send me, you know, up upset messages, tweets, whatever, so be it. I don't care. I like Roseanne's show. I like the original one, and I even like this new one. I did, too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I liked it. What she said was effed up. It was was wrong. It was wrong, but I liked her show. There, I said it. I liked it, and I was cool. Mm Chica? Me, personally, I can, to a degree, um, yeah, I can, except for, for some reason, I can't get past R. Kelly. Yeah. I can't get past. Yeah, that, and the reason that, that I can't get yeah. past R. Kelly yeah, is because it. his art is music, and in his lyrics, he's basically telling you what he's doing. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. his art. Yeah, that's yeah, true. He seems yeah. like you're ready. He sings about young, tender things. You know, I can't, like, you're, you're, you're basically delivering us what it is that you're doing. Yeah. As opposed true. to, you know, um, Mr. Cosby's not knocking people out on the show and taking advantage of them on screen. Mm-hmm. Or right. Harvey Weinstein, there's no movies, you know, with him doing what he did. Um, it's just a byproduct of, you know, that dysfunction. Yeah. yeah. And also, th- there is a cutoff to me, one of which is when you are molesting or raping or dealing with children. When you cross that line, to when you're with children, then I, you know, then yeah, I, 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 I can't go there with you. So R. Kelly having that history of praying P. R. E. Y. I. N. G. on underage girls, then yeah, I can't, you know, yeah. kick rocks. Yeah. R. Kelly, yeah. And and he's going on record saying that he's the Pied Piper. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, right. they I all mean, follow him. He, married- he says that. Aliyah, when she was 15. 15, 15 years old. 15 years he, he was 27. Yeah. 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 yeah, he has a history of it. He has, yeah, there's a history. You know. And the PP video, and I mean, we can go on and on and on. But mm-hmm. yeah. 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 All right, well, next topic. So, uh, Beyonce and Jay Z are officially on, back on tour with their On the Run 2, On the Run Tour, the uh, second tour. Um, and. People are a little, you know, the show is amazing for what people are saying, but they're a little surprised that Beyonce doesn't have any new music to support the tour. Um, but what's causing the most uh, outrage is social media is going crazy because they, there are some pictures that were leaked, and they're from the um, the tour book. You know, like you, when you go to the show, you can buy the tour book. It has pictures of Jay-Z and Beyonce. Beyonce has on a, um, a um, what's it called? Shoot. A thong. She has on a thong. And she's in the bed, you know, it seems like that's all she has on. And he and Jay-Z, it looks like he's new, but he has, like, you know, a blanket over him. But they're different pictures, and people think it's kind of shocking because how private they are, that they would have pictures of them in bed yeah. like that. And, um, it's, and, you know, of course, Internet's going crazy. Someone tweeted <laughs> that, that uh, Jay-Z and uh, – and Beyonce will leak all their dirty laundry when it's time to sell some tickets. <laughs> what are your yep. thoughts? <laughs> what are your thoughts? I, I I saw the pictures. I thought that they were they were they were 
attention getting. I'll say that yeah. simply because you're not used to seeing them like that because mm-hmm. they don't really show too much affection in public. No. So when you to see them like in imaging like that, you know, it made you look. But mm. then the fact that, you know, the, the the playing with the light and the shadows, you know, they're intimate pictures. Yeah. And it looks like, you know, an intimate moment or intimate moment of them. I think that they're cool. I mean, it's a shame that they got leaked. I thought they would probably be more special staying in the tour book and exclusively there because that's something that was meant to get when you went to the show. But, uh, yeah, I, I say go for it. You know, they always have a way of marketing themselves when it comes time to them securing the bag. So mm-hmm. kudos to them. And, and I want to say the same thing for the West, too, Kanye and Kim. They know what they're doing, and they're doing exactly what they need to do in time enough for him to release this album to get number one sales. Everybody's about marketing. They're doing their thing. Yeah. Hey, Ron, have you seen the pictures? Yeah, I saw them. I saw them. This is, man, this is, oh, gosh. How many, it seems like every year there is a Beyonce, Jay-Z tour. And, am I wrong? It seems like literally every this is year second one. there is a, it feels like it's it's like they're, they're like 10. I mean, so it, seems like, it seems like every year there is a Beyonce, Jay-Z okay. tour. So, A-Ron, a don't confuse yeah. either one of their tours with the other one showing up. That's not yeah, because that's yeah, they'll show Maybe up. Maybe that's what it is. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, cause she has her solo tours, and then he has this solo tours, and maybe she pops up at his, and he's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I want? What I want? I want a Destiny's Child reunion with. Hear me out. All of the original girls plus Michelle. So like how New Edition came back with all the originals for Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill. And Bobby Brown. I want all the originals plus Michelle. No, what's the other girl? No, unfair. No fair. I'm going to tell you what about fair. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 not fair. I want Kelly, Latavia, Latoya, Beyonce, and Michelle. I want them. Come on. I mean, think about it. That would be epic of epic of epic of epic of epic. I, yeah. and, and I feel that they are going to do that. I feel within the next five years. That's going to happen. I just hope they don't they don't wait too wait too late when they get too not too old, but you know when they get older and they yeah, won't yeah, be able yeah, to do the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, I hope yeah, they don't yeah. wait that long. Hopefully it, it'll be it'll be sooner than um, five years, but that's like my that's like my line that I'm going to draw. So within five years, hopefully it'll be next year or by 2020 or something. But um, yeah, Beyonce, if y'all listening, if your team is listening, get on there. Like, I, think, I just think that would be just. It will be hot. It will be yeah, hot. It will be. be hot. So, yeah. But as far as with the pictures and everything, they're nice pictures. They're, they're pretty cool. One of them was kind of weird, also, though. The one that he's, like, cradling her, that was kind of weird to me. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. That did look weird. Um, I thought that it was a play also on gender a little bit with them in the bed because if you notice, he's covered up from, from like, the chest down. Oh, yeah. And she's kind of showing her back and everything, and like she's kind of seems like she's, I don't like I just got that she was almost like the dude in a way, and he was kind of like the woman, if that makes any sense. Like it, that's what I got. It, it just, got, I, I don't know. Like <laughs> I just, Jay Z, Jay Z just seems so different from the Jay Z twenty years ago, which of course. Well, he is. He's forty years old. Yeah. I know, but it's just like it's. <laughs> She's, He's not selling drugs anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're nice 
and 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 if you and if you didn't listen to the the lyrics to the songs over the years, Aaron. Beyonce said, huh? "Let me upgrade you." She upgraded yeah, she him. There was did. there was a change. She, she yeah, it was. It was. She did. She did. She did that. You write about that, Chica. She did that. All right, well, let's take a quick uh, break. We'll come back with more hot topics after this. So 
showing me my past My heart belongs in your grass I only see you underneath your light I can't survive without your kiss My life dripping from your lips I'm nowhere found by your Like time slows down And every breath is getting longer I feel my heart sinking to the ground And every weakness is getting stronger As I'm falling, I can feel you lift me up underneath your wings And this every touch, how you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life I feel your fire burn underneath my skin And this every touch, how you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life And I'm single sound you make I can feel your words all in the air With your voice making my heart beat If your soul is all I see It's like the rest of the world is not Media, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Instagram, and of course our official website, thestevenightshow.com. You can also check us out on iHeartRadio, uh, Apple, uh, 
podcast, iTunes, whatever. Just go to our website, StephenSShow.com. All right, so I don't know if you heard about this, but it's official. Say goodbye to IHOP and say hello to IHOB. The restaurant's president, Darren Rebels, Rebels, I guess, announced Monday today that IHOP is being becoming IHOB, the International House of Burgers. He confirmed that the chain will still serve breakfast food, but also will have seven uh, steak burgers ranging from a brunch bur- a big brunch burger to a double decker mega monster burger. The burgers are available with limited fries and a drink for six ninety nine. What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, uh, they're rebranding. They're trying to do something else. I, I get it, but isn't the craze now going to be vegetarian and vegan? Isn't that the new wave coming? Right. Yeah. I'm. I'm just. I don't know. I'm. I don't know. Your thoughts, Aaron? Did you say? Did Did you say unlimited fries or limited fries? What did you say? Unlimited fries. Unlimited. Okay. So they're they're going kind of like the I think it's Red Robin. I don't know if 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 y'all heard of that mm-hmm. of, of that burger restaurant, whatever. Yeah, that gives. I love Red Robin. Unlimited love fries, them. all the different kind of burgers. Gourmet style burgers. Um, I actually thought that the um, B was going to be breakfast. I was that guy that thought that, like, inter- you know, International House of Breakfast, something. Which someone else said that, yeah. Yeah, but the burgers that that I like that. Like, hey, I'd I'd have jumped better if they didn't say International House of Chicken. That would have had my attention faster. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, burgers, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying. I think it. it's a dumb idea, but but someone tweeted Wendy's. You know, you know, <laughs> Wendy's is uh, notorious for clapping back on uh, social media. The restaurant Wendy's. Oh yeah. And someone uh, tweeted I'll Wendy's. Yeah. Someone t- tweeted Wendy's. Are you? Are you something like, are you intimidated by this? And Wendy's wrote back, not really afraid of the burgers from a place that decided the pancakes were too hard. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then they have the nerve to be shady. Wow. All right. Uh, I mean, I think it's just a well, stupid wait, wait. idea. You've been IHOP for years. Why are you – you can still sell your burgers, but you've got to change your whole name. You know what I mean? Right. I think that's just a stupid idea. I think – I don't know who's in charge of this decision, but I don't think it was a good idea. And and people are going well, in. I'm, I'm never going to call it that. I'm never going to call it that. It's still going to be IHOP. I'm, I'm not, never going to call it that. Happen. Well, I stopped going – I stopped eating there when I found out their eggs were fake anyway, so – <laughs> I don't go there anyway. Oh, no. All right, well, um, last night at the Tony Awards, Robert De Niro told the world how he really felt about 45. He um, was coming out to present uh, – I lost my place. I'm sorry. He was coming out to uh, present Bruce Springsteen. He said, first I want to say F Trump. He says, no longer down with, down with Trump. It's F Trump. Now, the, because it was, I guess, the delay, it was bleeped out, but it's all over, all over uh, the Internet, as you can imagine. And he got a standing ovation for those comments. Now, a lot of people said that he was playing to, you know, the Tonys. A lot of people are Democrats, and, you know, of course, he's, like, preaching to the choir. And this, um, so, of course, he's going to get a standing ovation, that kind of reaction. But then some said that even if it is, if you don't agree with the president, that was just disrespectful and out of line. What are your thoughts? 
freedom of speech, man. He can mm-hmm. say whatever he wants. Freaking mm-hmm. Robert Nero. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, go ahead. Not bad. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say, shouldn't the example start from the president? Exactly. And if the president is 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 cussing people out and talking about he can grab people by their, you know, mm-hmm. by their genitals and things. And he, he, this man curses. I don't know if y'all seen some of 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 his speeches. He curses. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's, and he, and he called the NFL players sons of bees. I mean, come yep. on. Like, so it's it's mm-hmm. okay for him to cuss off people, but if other people want to cuss to him, then oh, then there's a problem. Nah, sorry, it goes both ways. Yep, sorry. <laughs> so well, can, can I can I take a minute, um, Stephen, as a as an artist? I'm sorry, I just have yeah. to mention for years, as long as I can remember. You know, I've been into the arts and I lived for award shows because it was the only time that you were able to hear an artist speak freely, you know, outside of the art. You know, you got a glimpse into their personality or into, you know, the insight into who that person was right. connected to the art. And the stage in that fashion, like word shows, has always been the home for artists to say outlandish or outspoken things or to get their point across. And I've always lived for that. I see us slowly moving toward, actually not slow so much anymore, quickly moving to a point where they're going to start to stifle people from being able to have that freedom to express themselves. And that is so scary. So what this man say what he said? He's entitled to say what he's going to say. He said it there and it stayed there. Maybe not stay there because of the internet, but it was in that bubble. Let it yeah. go. It's well, televised too. But I don't, I mean, but I mean, the thing, if you, Follow uh, Robert De Niro since 45 got in office. He's always been outspoken. I've seen him on a view talking yeah. junk about, and he, I remember he made a video saying if he could, he would punch him in the face. I mean, he does not like Donald Trump. You know, he doesn't like what he's doing uh, for our people, you know, for, for, the, for the, this country. And so... Um, and even, mm-hmm. even more so, Stephen, Robert De Niro is a hardcore New Yorker. And yeah. He's been around right. a long time, and he's pulled Trump since way before. Yeah. He's and, and, and Michael Rappaport said it the best. To a lot of New Yorkers, you know, we look at him as Donald Trump, you know, real estate, Donald Trump, you know, now president. But the New Yorkers that have been there all this time, they look at him, Donald Trump, the flim flam man. That's yeah. how they speak. That's true. That's true. Shout out to uh, Robert De Niro. I love it. <laughs> Our last story, uh, sadly, last week we lost two um, people to suicide. We lost uh, designer Kate Spade and uh, chef and television host Anthony Bourdain. Uh, they both hang themselves. Um, and, you know, of course, our thoughts and prayers are with um, their family. And, you know, both of them had children and, you know, and their loved ones. Um, but they, sadly, they said the new federal data released showing that the suicide rates have been increasing for years in almost every state across demographic lines. And so we're telling all of our listeners tonight, if you have these feelings or you're depressed, you need someone to talk to, please call the National Suicide Prevention Line. The number is 1-800-273-TALK, which is 8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Or you can go to the website, speakingofsuicide.com, for more information as well. Um, definitely, you know, mental, mental illness is something that people have to really work on. You know I mean? It can come out of anywhere. Jada Pinkett uh, Smith had a post today, um, you know, 
showing tribute to Kate and Anthony, but also saying that she struggled with that before, and so she had to get the help that she needed. And one thing she did was, she said, just like we take care of our bodies, we're working out and eating right, you have to be careful what you're putting in your mind, what you're reading, what you're uh, watching, you know, just that kind of, um, you know, the, the material you're putting in, in, in your mind and um, that you're exposing yourself to. Do you have any thoughts about mm-hmm. the passing of uh, Kate um, Spade and Anthony Burnett? Um, just, and I think I've spoke about this before on the show. Um, I don't talk about it much, but, you know, it is a reality. You know, I suffer from depression. Mm. And it's it's not um it's not always an easy ride. Yeah. And if you're if you're in the midst of it, like in the midst of I call them the swells. If you're in the midst of a swell, it's kind of hard to see anyway. But where you're at, like you, there's no no out of it at that. Like when you're in the middle of it, there's no out of it. And there was a point in time where I lost two years of my life. I looked. Up, I was like, what happened? Mm-hmm. I was depressed, and I didn't didn't see it. I just like the walking dead. Two years just passed. So I understand where people are coming from, and it doesn't matter if you have money. It doesn't matter right. that, you know, everything your life seems perfect or, you know, could be perfect. If you yourself aren't well with yourself, everything else fails. And I can understand how someone can be to a point where they're so hopeless that the only out is to end it all. I understand that because I, I kind of sort of been there but not there because I didn't do it. But, yeah, I understand that. And mm-hmm. people do need to be aware of mental health. Sometimes it, it, and it's not even a situation where you have to be born with it or with some people's chemical imbalance. There could be a major catastrophe that happens in your life and you don't necessarily come back from. Right. Be a death. Sure. Some people grieve and they go to grief and they never really come back out of it post-traumatic stress disorder, that's a part of it. It's, mm-hmm. You have triggers that make you act a certain way or um, give you depressing thoughts. So definitely be aware. Check on your strong friend. Yeah, Those everyone's supposed uh-huh. Check on your strong friend, the one that you know, can get through everything, the one that is, you know, the dependable one that helps everybody else out. Check on that person because that is a person that's carrying a lot. Most definitely. Most definitely. That's- that's all I have to say. <laughs> hey, Ron, you have any thoughts? Um, well, not really. To be, to be, um, to be frank, I, I really don't. Um, yeah. I, I don't know anyone in my family. Well, I take that back. Um, I know of someone in my family that was um, dealing with that, but um, he was able to get the help that he needed. And he was kind of going through a situation with his, um, with, with his wife and everything, but he's, they've gone, they've, they've gotten past and everything. That's good. That's um, real good. Yeah. 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 But other than that, no, I don't, I just, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I I don't think I've, I'll leave it at that. I don't think I've gone through depression, but I know after my mother passed, it was really hard on me. And so I started, um, she passed in 2015 and 2016, I started seeing a, no, 2017, I started seeing a therapist. And it's been the best thing, and, and, and just in different parts of um, my life, not just from, as it relates to my mother, but just in other parts. And it's the best thing I do, you know, it was a life changing for me. So again, 
if you need someone to talk to, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The number is 1-800-273-TALK, 8255. Or you can go to com. All right, well, listen, Aaron, thank you so much for uh, sticking around for Hot Topics. I know you're going to be in the sports segment. And, Chike, uh, catch up with you in our uh, movie reviews. Yes, sir. All, All right. right. Right back after this. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Temptation, anytime you turn 
Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Our next guest is an NAACP Award nominee and can be seen on Owns Greenleaf and CBS, uh, The Bold and the Beautiful, as Justin Barber. This man does it all. Please help me welcome the very talented Aaron D. Spears. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey. What's happening, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And busy, man. I appreciate you taking time out your schedule to join us tonight. Most most definitely, man. Uh, I try to reach back as much as I can and be as helpful as possible. So thank you guys for reaching out. How about that? Most definitely, most definitely. So let's get to the beginning. So when did you know that, that you wanted to pursue a career as an actor? Man, uh, acting kind of came into my life on a whim. I had a speech teacher, and uh, the speech teacher, I missed the paper, and the paper, man, just would not let me make the paper up, man. I was like, oh, come on. He was he was really just adamant about it and so he told me to to go do a play and he he allowed me to use the play grade to make up the grade in the speech uh for the speech paper. And I was you know, I was wolfing back and forth, man, I don't wanna do no dumb play and right. lo and behold got bit by, bit by the bug, man, and transitioned out of football. Um I had uh, like five NFL contracts offered to me, man. I and saw that, yeah. Yeah, I just decided to kind of let that let that ride because they just started talking about the injuries in football. You know, before they, oh, yeah. you know, everyone was mm-hmm. hush, was hush, hush. Yeah. They didn't talk about concussions, and it's right. really about how much can you endure. You're never healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lo and behold, that led me to liking acting. Two weeks later, moved to California, and man, just started, you know, pounding this, pounding the pavement, and going. Yeah. Now, I have quite a few friends who have uh, relocated out to um, L.A. to pursue acting. And um, it's a grind. How was the grind for you, you know, once you got there? How did you know what to do, where to go, you know, who to meet with? What was your process? I, uh, man, I was winging it, to be honest. I had a roommate that we had went to college together and, he decided, like, he wanted to move to California. I was trying to do the acting thing prior to the football thing kind of coming about because in my okay. mind I was thinking, oh, I wasn't going to get picked up by any NFL team. So I was like, yo, I'm going to go to Cali and act. And then lo and behold, I get the call and <laughs> all these teams are like, yo, we want you to come to camp. And I'm just like, man, mm. I kind of uh, lost that childhood push of, yeah. of I guess, through, in- through injuries and the pounding of it all. And then from there – he was out here in California, so he ended up moving to California because that was his job choice or, or location choice. Right. Um, I started to train here for football. So that kind of led – that gave me a place to stay. Uh, lo and behold, maybe, I don't know, a month, maybe, a month and a half, two months after I moved to California, he doesn't dig it. He's, he's not liking it. And we oh, – wow just kind of not, you know, go ways, man, separate ways. Mm-hmm. I just spent all my money to get out here. I wasn't right. going to just up and quit. So he 
left, I stayed, and from there, I just began to jump on a motorcycle and drive to Hollywood every, once a week to get a drama log backstage west to submit myself for roles that were um, listed in the backstage drama log. That was uh, the name of the paper at the time where you could have submissions come out. It's kind of like the breakdowns, but it's okay. breakdowns for the for non-union people. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. I, did. I got headshots and pictures, start mailing my own stuff out, start going on my own auditions, basically being my own agent. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, from there, met some people that either had connections or had agents. It's all about networking. Exactly. Uh, I met Betty, Betty Bridges' son, and mm. I convinced him to allow me to meet his mother. And so wow. she allowed me to come to an acting class. Um, and in that acting class, ironically, was Merlin Santana, who has now passed away. Mm-hmm. And the, I can't think of his last name. Last name was Bentley. Played the next door neighbor on Moesha. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, um, man, I did, like, my first three auditions. Actually, my first four auditions. I ended up getting a job. The fourth one was a major motion picture. Happy yeah. to fall through. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, I led me to Betty Bridges, and then her representing me as a manager, and then her getting me an agent, you know, to kind of like truncate the story. That's pretty much how it was. Just me, I mean, running really out. Just, yeah. yeah, I was just going. I was just going hard. It's just me, like you know, what I'm saying I could sleep anywhere. Like I was exactly one two hours one way. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was just man, I was going hard, bro. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, well, it's funny. Uh, I'm gonna ask you about your. Do you remember your first first audition? Because I remember uh, back in 2013, I was Tyler Perry Studios reached out to me to come audition for a play, which I really didn't want to do a play, but I thought, you know, you never know what what could come from right. it. And I remember how nervous I was. <laughs> you know, reading the lines. The the, uh, the casting director had to. Okay, let me explain what's going on. Break it down for me. What, what was your first experience as uh, in your audition? Man, my first audition was for this movie called The End of The End of the Tunnel by mm-hmm. Frankie Coleman. And Frankie Coleman was French. I remember catching the bus because I didn't really have uh, a car. Right. Uh, I remember catching the bus way out somewhere to go audition. I remember arriving. I remember. Um, learning the lines backwards and forwards so I can feel free to improvise if I maybe forgot them or the the actors, you know, threw me a loop or what have you. And I remember it had to do a lot with my eyes because my eyes were in the rearview mirror of this car that I was driving in. The scene took place with the person in the back seat, or at least the scene I was auditioning for. Mm-hmm. So it mainly had to do with my eyes. And, you know, giving her the feeling or the look of, you know, X, Y, Z to make her feel a certain way. And I remember doing it. I remember it was just kind of like me and her. And because it was just me and her, it was not stressful. Okay. I remember doing yeah. it. I remember her liking it. And I remember getting that job. And I remember going on my second audition. If I'm correct, my second audition was, was Blue, no, it was Cappuccino. Oh yeah, that was, my, that was a movie. Okay. I, I, yeah, I did that mm-hmm. with Craig Ross Jr. Yeah, and him have done like four movies together, and then the third movie was another movie, if I'm correct, by her or someone that she knew, and then the fourth movie was the one I was telling you about with Marilyn Santana and all Yeah, that. but now you you, feel, you know your nerves your nerves are gonna get to you, man. That's regardless, right? Answer your question. Mm-hmm. They're gonna get to you. You just gotta find a way to 
to work through it and around it and make it work for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Instead of allowing it to be a hindrance, allow it to propel you forward to know that you just got to do your thing just this once. That's it. It's not like you got to exactly. do 17, however many takes like you do on set. Just do your thing this one time and, and try to do your best to nail it. Right, right, exactly. Now you've been in movies, you've been on TV, still on TV, obviously. What do you do? You have a preference? Oh no, not really. You got to kind of learn now in this day and time, man. You really got to learn how to do way more than one thing. So yeah, you need to easily figure it out on how to, you know, make it work some Mm -hmm. way, some shape, some form in all different mediums just to stay working. So they are different, you know, TV's kind of fast and, you know, it's just different maybe with the pauses and your, you know, your timing is just a little, little, little more fast paced. They don't give you a chance to really like take those moments as you would on film. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I enjoy both. They both have their ups and downs. Their Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I've interviewed a lot of actors, uh, and everyone has their own, you know, you know, way of getting into character or taking on a new character. What works for you? How do you get into a new character? New characters. I've always just been kind of like, I don't know. I just read it and it just, I can just see the person or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people got all this big time in depth. I mean, I didn't right. acting. Like I didn't, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I didn't go to school and study for acting. I just fell up in it. Like, you right. know, and then right. when I fell up in it, you know, I always and I finally got an answer from my first coaching uh, acting coach. I, I always I finally got a chance to ask him like 20 something years later like, "Dude, why did you never coach me?" Mm-hmm. Like I over never I never felt like I knew what the hell I was doing cuz you never said anything. Right, you right. You do what I did. And he was like, dude, I felt like, you know, what you had as an artist and what you were bringing to it needed to find itself instead of me telling you what to do and then you becoming a mini version of me or mm. what it is that I'm saying. He's like, the path that you were already on, it wasn't anything wrong with it. So it wasn't right. you need to touch it. It was just about let you continue to explore how you're finding acting for yourself. So for me, man, it was... I don't know. It's just I don't know what it is. Sometimes I don't be I don't do a whole gun of research. Sometimes <laughs> you know, it's just I read it and yeah. it comes out a certain way. I mean, I literally I'm not even exaggerating. Like the minute he said action, is when I decided that this character is gonna have an accent. Oh wow! And so nobody nobody on the set even knows that this character has an accent, and then they're mm-hmm. just looking at me like, where'd that come from? Right, right, right. I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but that's what it told me to do. So <laughs> I just, man, I I got to take risks, man. I take chances. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to fall on my face. I'm going to fall on my face. I'm my face. I don't care, but at least I'm going to run up in the hole full speed. Exactly. If I'm knocked on my butt, I'm going to be going full speed ahead. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just try stuff. And then sometimes there's projects that I've done research where I'm supposed to be a Muslim and I literally want to go join the Nation of Islam. Oh, without okay. Being, yeah. Yeah. under an alien and wrote a journal for a month and a half, two months prior to even shooting them. So I've done both. It okay. It okay. kind of depends. And sometimes it has to do with, yeah, your, your, your shooting schedule. You don't have time mm-hmm. to prep. It's for like every you're coming mo- yeah. off one thing, man, right to something else. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You're either going to fall on your face or you're going to learn to swim, bro. 
Right, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. How are you able to get out of character? I know some people they say they get play roles and it's hard for them to get out of that character, you know, let that go. Are, do you have a problem with that? Or are you able to do that relatively easily? Usually that comes with people that are method actors. So now okay. you are that person 24 hours a day, seven right. days a week until right. you actually rap. Uh-huh. Now, doing any character for a certain period of time is going to uh, have its lingerings on you. But mm-hmm. for the most part, they call cut and you go back to your regular self. So yeah. you don't, I, for me, I don't get caught into that world. And me personally, I've never been in a character like I'm just gonna become this person, okay. like you know, like okay. Daniel Day Lewis, or you know, man, he'll mm-hmm. go and play Abraham Lincoln, and he'll just be Abraham Lincoln for four months. <laughs> right, right, right. Like you, you literally had people they were interviewing, like, so how is Daniel Day Lewis? They're like, honestly, I don't know. I'm, I've never, yeah, met yeah. They, they've yeah. only met the character that he's portraying. So mm-hmm. I figure, like, if I, if I go and do that, oh yeah, you best believe it's gonna be an <laughs> Academy Award woman performance because I'm, I'm being. I'm not just acting, and I'm like becoming that person. Exactly. That's a whole, mm. a whole other animal. Now, I don't know. Like, I'm just using uh, Jamie Foxx and Ray. Mm. Right. And he was doing, he was doing Ray for like two years, almost three exactly. years. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, prior to shooting, so he already he he can already mimic people. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, add he's very good. Two years of mimicking, you know, two years of mimicking in addition to. Um, you know, being blind and not going in and out of blindness. You mm-hmm. put on some contacts that make you blind and you walk around set for 16 hours a day, something is going to change and something is going to come out of you a certain way. Yeah. Um, but for me, I've found that I've, I've, it's one character that I would say stuck with me beyond the time frame. But mm-hmm. I did it for months and the transformation was so 360 from who I am okay. that it it required like certain hand mannerisms stuck with mm-hmm. me for a while. Certain I felt like a certain energy was still on me of that character just from the type of people that approached me and how they approached me and how they interacted with me. Like I was just like, what the hell's going on? I, you know, <laughs> like, am, I, am I giving off of this energy for these things to happen or what? Right. Like it was mm. it was weird, bro. It was it was it was a little frightening. Just because of the stuff that was happening to me. Right, as a result. Not that I had, yeah, as a result, there you go. Mm -hmm. Not that I had the energy on me, and that was frightening. Just how that energy was being perceived and received by others was like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah, I can imagine. I can only imagine. What would be your dream role if you could, if you, what would be your dream role? Man, uh, not that anything in. Wakanda, or I should say Black Panther, was <laughs> something something we hadn't heard before. Right. But I feel I feel like because there was it was not one high yellow mug in the joint, and it's I so, because they <laughs> they they always try to pit us against each other. So I was on yeah, Twitter yeah. On, on Twitter, and I didn't get into it with this person because I was like, all right, yeah, this ain't gonna go nowhere. You gonna have your opinion, but I wish we were like in front of each other. Like, they always right. say, oh, man, he was talking about high yellow people always being represented. I'm saying, yeah, that used to be the case, but now that's not the case. Right, it's yeah. The opposite way around. And I'm mm-hmm. like, are you watching the same TV that they're watching? Like, watch exactly. nine, watch ten shows and mm-hmm. count how many light-skinned people on those shows and then count ten shows and count how many dark-skinned people are on the show or brown-skinned people are on the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a different paradigm right now. So I'm like, okay, the fact that 
I already work out. The fact that I play mm-hmm. sports, the fact yeah. that I know I could I could handle the workload and because it's about my people and it's a message behind it, that would be awesome. But yeah, at the same yeah. time I would also like to be I would like to play <clears throat> I don't know why I played a lot of cops. Yeah, you do I yeah. play I haven't played a lot of cops, man. Mm-hmm. I would like I wouldn't mind doing a a a, a, a spin on on a training day type cop. Okay. Um, yeah. This is this is one this is one cop I think out of New York where he was basically you thought he was like a street dude, but he's mm-hmm. a cop. Like he's t- he's tatted. He doesn't wear a uniform. He's just he's that dude. So right, somebody right. just kind of ca- caught in between those two worlds, like Donnie Don, Donnie Brasco. Like mm-hmm. Johnny Depp with mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Al Pacino, he right. was on the cover. But man, after a minute, they kind of became his life. And it's like, oh, it's killing me to even do this job anymore because yeah. these guys really love me, and now I love them too. And it's like, this is, I wouldn't mind doing something like that. Okay, yeah. Where I'm I'm digging digging into both worlds. If I ain't gonna be on Black Panther, like like I said, I need to be. You know, I'm <laughs> like, yo, you can put me in that. And it's not because of the dollar. It's not because of the oh, it made so much money. It's just like man, the magnitude of of what that has done from a global perspective. Yeah, people exactly. saying that people of color don't sell. I mean, I always, I always knew we sold. Always, oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I always knew we sold overseas too. They just exactly. They're not, gonna, they're, they're not gonna give you ammunition to level the playing field, yo. And right. I, and I'm really actually not not mad with that. That doesn't like some people get mad, man. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, man, look, you gotta understand that's their that's their machine. That's right. their Sprite machine. Right. The yeah. Sprite machine doesn't kick out Coke or Dr. Pepper. It's meant to kick out Sprite. So why are you mad at a Sprite machine for kicking out Sprite? Mm-hmm. How about go get your own machine? Create yeah, your own create machine. your own. Create your own, yeah. Keep on. Keep on yeah. knocking on their door. They're mad with them because they're not opening. Like, that's right. insanity right there. Yeah. Are there any roles that you that you wouldn't play or that you, you would kind of stay away from that you can think of? Man, I have zero problem with uh, gay people. Mm-hmm. And I get offered gay, gay roles all day long, and I'm like, okay, I did the gay role. You right. know, I have to, I have to be at peace within myself to play it again. Just given mm-hmm. of you know family and yeah. you know that was. It's just I don't know. It's just a different beast. Now you are asking me to go outside of my comfort zone, but you're right. maybe also asking me to go outside of my comfort zone playing a crackhead. I get right. that. Yeah. And I get, and I get that. Um, me playing a crackhead doesn't mean I'm a crackhead. I get that mm-hmm. too, but for some mm-hmm. reason, the the, anal- the there's a big analogy between if you play a gay role and all of a sudden you're gay. Like why can't I? Yeah. Why can't it just be acting? You feel? No, me? it's true. So it's it's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember the guy from uh the guy from uh how to get how to get away with murder. The uh I can't think right. of his name, but but he said you know people assume that he's gay because of his role. And you know, I guess that's his yeah. biggest role one that people know him by. So they say, "Oh, he has to be gay." So yeah, I, I, I can right. see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it gets—it doesn't necessarily—it doesn't get tricky for me. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. Most people, once they meet me and they hear me talk, then they know what's going on. But right, you know, right. you got people that got these crazy fantasies, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had to block people on Twitter and the whole mm-hmm. like, yo. Yeah. It's like my thing is that you want me to respect you, and I have zero problem. Exactly. With you. Like yeah. it, it doesn't bother me that you're gay, dude. Mm-hmm. That you got a gay, you know, you're hanging around with who I don't care. Right, that's your, right. That's your business. But my thing is, don't 
try to don't try to blur the lines. Don't try to right. make me what I'm not. I'm not trying to make you straight. Don't try to yeah. make me gay. You know right. what I'm mean? saying? Exactly. So it's like you have respect. You try to blur. That's it. When you mm-hmm. try to blur the lines, it makes me want to blur your lines. You feel right. what I'm saying? Because yeah. now you're being disrespectful. Exactly. I'm cool with who you are. Just don't try to make me you, bro. And I ain't trying to make you me. And we're good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's a great point. That's a great point. So how has social media changed the game? You know, you've been in the industry for a minute. And now, you know, with Twitter and Instagram and all that, how has that changed the game for you? Just as being a, a, a public person. And for me... It's a double-edged sword, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind people, you know, want to get down and talk and holler at you and like stuff. And I'm that. Da- I mean, that's cool. But like, I, I'm still a person. Like, I still got a life. Right. I still got a yeah. job. I still got all of these things I need to do and take care of. But like, I don't really had time to be <laughs> just <laughs> posting stuff all day. I don't really feel like doing a video. I don't feel like doing that. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. for, me, for me, I kept myself out of social media for a while. And now I can see the ramifications of that because mm-hmm. I've lost a couple of jobs based on social media um, presence alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. nothing to do with the talent. So mm-hmm. if you're hiring people based on social media presence, does that now lessen the product that you're putting out? Because right. You're not hiring based off the talent. You're hiring based off of the marketing possibility. It's, just, it's like hiring a rookie and you're giving them this big major Nike contract. You don't know mm-hmm. if you're going to be a star or not. Exactly. You don't know if this social mm-hmm. media person is going to deliver the performance you're looking for now. Right. And to me, the other side of that is this. If you cast me in a bomb project and I don't have the social media presence that you want, well, guess what? Now I will. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's crazy right. because I, I'll see them on Entertainment Night, and this person who has over 100 million uh, followers on Instagram is like, when does that become a, a credit or, a, you know what I mean, an accolade? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's I can't stand it, to be honest. I wish we yeah. didn't have to do it. Yeah. I really wish there wasn't any social media. Because mm-hmm. social media is it's literally destroying this generation. Yeah. This generation doesn't yeah. understand about uh perseverance. They got mm-hmm. one instant gratification. Some of them don't even know how to talk yeah. to a person. Like mm-hmm. they don't even know how to humanly interact. Because right. everything is via a text or a tweet or a, a picture or an emoji. Mm-hmm. You have zero person skills. Because yeah. you're about shy as a bat, and then you're hiding behind an avatar. Behind yeah, you know, or a 20-year-old picture. I don't really know what you look like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know <laughs> and them old pictures. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Them old pictures, you know what I'm saying? Posting them like they knew. And then you got people catfishing. And, uh-huh. and it's just a weird it, – It to me, it diminishes – uh, to some degree, hard work. Right. Because yeah. you had, back in the day, yo, you had to get out that mug and straight hustle. It's mm-hmm. like the era when it switched from people throwing up hands to people stabbing and shooting people. Right, like, right, you really, yeah. You really, a, you really a sucker, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. my little three-year-old cousin can shoot you, man. But right. like, we get this squabble on in the middle of the street, you gonna probably want to fight me again if you lose or vice versa. So then right. we gonna squabble again a couple more times, and uh-huh. then ten years from now we all sit back and laugh about it. Exactly. You, know, you, you cracking jokes about it. I'm cracking jokes. We grown men now. Yeah. You shoot yeah. me. 
at 13, and now we you're de- you're in jail, and I'm dead. Now both mm-hmm. of our lives are taking a, a a drastic turn for the worst. Yeah, so, I don't know, man. Social media, bro. I don't know if you saw. I think it was season three, episode one. I think that's it. I may be wrong. It may be season one, episode three. But this show called Black Mirror on Netflix. Well, basically, okay. the entire episode had to do with people in this and their social uh, status in terms mm. of you were graded from zero to five. And then you had a certain uh, grade point that you needed in order to even apply, even to go into certain stores, even to ride the subway, oh, wow. to, be so, to be socially accepted. And everybody was just so fake. Everything you did, every yeah. interaction with somebody yeah. had to be based around um, – your inner, your your how they like you. So mm-hmm. when you would see a person, I would be like, "Hey, what's up, man? Cool, everything great, all right." And then I would swipe to the right or swipe to the left, left, and I would either give you one star or five stars. Oh wow! On our in, on our That's interaction. Crazy. So That's everybody's crazy. walking around with a with a number over their head. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she's a four point two. Woo, he's a one point nine. Uh-huh. Away from him. <laughs> it's crazy. I can so imagine. I feel where we're where we're going. Like anytime you telling me you gonna hire this dude based on this, mm-hmm. like man, like put me in a room with this cat. Just let the best man win. Exactly. If I lose, cool. I have no problem with that. But you know, acting is a very fickle thing in that. It is it's about yeah. you know what you what you look like if you fit the role that the producer has in his head. The producer got a friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you know, it, it's not like coming in a camp. You know, running the four two, you know, benching two twenty five, thirty six right. times, and you know, right. whatever it is, whatever the accolades get you that starting position, it's not, it's not that. It's, right. it's not that. It's not based on your ability and talent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, your your ability and talent is now falling to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Like, man, it's really about seven percent talent now. Yeah. So that's. I feel sorry for cats getting off the bus, as well as people in the in the game. It's people that. Now, I have people telling me, man, I got X number of followers, and I still be catching heat. I still don't get this. I still mm. don't. I'm just like, can we let this social media thing go, bro? Can we That's just go crazy. back to, you know, maybe an answer machine? Right. Back to the basics. Right now. You, back to the basics, bro. <laughs> if, if, if somebody, yo, look, if somebody call you, they expect you to answer the phone. Oh, yeah. They answer the phone, they call, they call again. Or text you. <laughs> that annoys me. Well, before I, I, called me that t- I called you. I just called you. All right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna ask you one more question before I let you go. Uh, were you surprised that uh, they that uh, they canceled Roseanne's show after the whole her racist tweets? Man, uh, that's double-edged. Because, well, I'm, I didn't know I didn't say double-edged once in this interview, but you know, <laughs> right. it's, it's, yeah. you know it's that black, you know, it's a black lady over there. Uh-huh, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that kind of, it kind of lends itself to the uh, Obamism in that. Mm-hmm. Obama had to walk, everybody be tripping on Obama. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, he didn't do this. Yeah, he didn't do that. Could he have? I doubt There wasn't a lot he could do. There wasn't a lot he could do. That's my whole uh-uh. He's just the he's the puppet. All right. He's part of the joint. You know what I'm and saying? and they he's said the they said we're gonna make sure he doesn't get certain things 
You know, he's not going to be successful when he was left. They right. said that. <laughs> right. You know. They yeah. ain't going to let him go crazy up in that mug. They, mm. they trying to keep it the White House. They ain't trying to make it right. the Black House. Right, so exactly. His, his hands were tied to a certain degree. I'm like, okay, mm. yeah, he didn't do this. Yeah, he didn't stand up for that. Okay, cool. But you also had to understand that he was walking a fine balance between exactly. trying to make people happy, pushing mm-hmm. the envelope without getting hung, without right. getting assassinated. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. all of this craziness that his man had to juggle and juggle with class. Now, it's kind of different in that if you grew up in that Obama era and now all of a sudden you're the uh, CEO or you're president of ABC, it's a different type of power that you can wield. Mm -hmm. Now, whether or not you got the balls to wield it is one thing. Because people could be like, oh, yo, that black lady. You know, you always going to catch heat regarding race. Why? Because we don't communicate. Because we don't just address the elephant in the room and just talk about it. And Mm -hmm. you may have to yell yell at each other's face. Like right. the video with uh with the what's the dude dude that did the rap video with the fat white dude and then the black dude with the braids uh God I can't remember his name I know you talk about um you know what I'm talking about yeah, the video yeah, right? yeah yeah and he killed that joint he made uh-huh. everybody think but I'm like that's the kind of conversation we literally gotta have you gotta you say know. what you got to say and get it off your chest the way you need to say it and I need to be able to do the same without us killing each other and exactly. then we can have a conscious conversation because the root of it. Most of the problems that are occurring in this country literally were brought upon the people that brought them. You brought the problem with you. Yeah. You created it. Uh-huh. Man, you created it. If you would have just left us the hell alone, guess what? You brought <laughs> on the problem. Exactly. Everything that you do backfires on you, and then you're mad. You can't mm-hmm. drop guns and drugs in the hood and think it's going to stay in the hood. Right, right, right. It just isn't. Just, That's yeah, not how it works. Yo, we're all connected. So everything you do to us, you're not even ready. You can't. You haven't figured out that you're doing it to yourself. So when are you going to have this talk so we can heal? So for her to do what she did to the Roseanne Barr situation was kind of like, yo, in case you didn't know, like, we're not rolling in that direction. Exactly. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If I lose my job off of making a point, then guess what? I think the point is bigger than my job. So you Mm got to say kudos to her. But like, like, yo, nah, we ain't doing yeah. that way. No, nah, we ain't doing you that. You feel what you want, but you ain't got to tweet it. Right. You know what I'm saying? All you have to do is keep your mouth shut. Don't that's that's, that's what it was. And I think about the rest of the cast and the crew that all lost their job because of her being reckless on, online. You know what I mean? That's it. Mm-hmm. First of all, you, you, you're you back. Okay? Yeah. Don't try to front like you don't, don't, like you don't need a check. Okay? Right. Yeah. Right, right. Those residuals from Roseanne ain't popping like they used to be. Yeah. Don't wrap me up. Yeah. You crazy to turn down the type of check that I know you was probably getting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Over a tweet. Mm. Over a Mm -mm. tweet. Mm -mm. Yeah, man. Aaron, D. Spears, I thank you so much for your time tonight, man, and and your perspective on everything. And just, you know, keep doing your thing. We're watching Greenleaf. You're watching The Bold and the Beautiful. Thank you again for your time. Hey, man, it's all love, bro. I always say, man, if we all help each other out, what kind of world would this be? Most definitely. I, I agree. That's it. All yes, right. Well, listen, our thanks, goes out, thanks goes to Aaron D. Spears. For more information, go to our website, thestephenightshow.com, and we'll be right back after this.
understand I told her go bring a friend More money, more problems I'm a rich nigga, I'ma solve it She came me head in the foreign I'm flexing on them so gorgeous Go your bag What's that rolling? Real recognize real But I do not know you Go your bag What's that rolling? Real recognize real But I do not know you I don't recognize when they talking down Bank accounts filled with large amounts Make sure you check out that Love Me Back. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Adam, how's it going? Uh, it's going really well. How are you guys? Cannot complain, cannot complain. Uh, Chike, I know y'all have a lot to uh, discuss and review, so I'll, I'll let you uh, take it away. Sure. So I'll, I'll kick us off. And I saw the number one movie of the box office this weekend, which we talked about last week, was Ocean 8. Ocean's 8. And this is... I wouldn't say a reboot, and I wouldn't call it a sequel, but it's kind of a, uh, a telling, another telling of the Ocean's Eleven story with uh, Danny Ocean's sister, Debbie Ocean, played by Sandra Bullock. And the basic premise is she gets out of jail, and she's ready to commit a heist. And this is a heist movie, as you've probably seen in the trailers, and they're is to steal this very expensive necklace from the Met Gala. So she recruits a, a group of, um, I wouldn't, not all of them are friends, but a group of people uh, that will help her with this plan. And of course, just like the original Ocean's Eleven, it's all celebrities. So you get Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, uh, Mindy Kaling, um, Rihanna, Helen Baden Carter, and it's all just like you would expect from an Oceans movie. There's a setup, you introduce the characters, there's a heist, and then there's kind of the explanation of how it went down. And uh, for, for me, it was fine. It, it's not Steven Sundberg, who did the original um, Oceans 11 reboots. I wouldn't say the original ones with Frank Sinatra, but the, uh, the original uh, remakes. So the style is a little bit uh, mimicking that, but not as good as he's done. And he, you know, returned last year to the heist movie they did with uh, Channing Tatum and Adam Driver, and uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but that was really good. And this one is fine. You'll enjoy it. You'll probably move on and not think about it again. Uh, uh, so, yeah, for me, it was good. It's one of those movies you'll enjoy. You watch it. If you like heist films, uh, you won't remember it afterwards. It's not... Uh, not as memorable as the original Ocean's Eleven, 
uh, films with, you know, George Clooney and Brad Pitt, but it's fun. And if you want to just kind of tune in, have a nice little popcorn flick for the weekend, uh, it's worth checking out. So do you see them um, putting uh, the guys with the girls in a big movie? Well, so in this movie, and I don't think it's much of a spoiler since they put it in the trailer, uh, George Clooney's character is dead. So Danny Ocean is dead. So mm. there's no, um, I don't think they'll do that. And actually doing the research in the movie, Damon's character was going to make a cameo at one point, I think filmed this scene, but after uh, he made some statements, the Harvey Weinstein incident, they, they cut his scene. So I don't think they'll do much. Uh, but again, this, it, it's a hype movie, so watch it. There are some twists and turns uh, that kind of could lead to more of seeing the original characters. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see. But with uh, Danny Ocean dead and uh, Matt Damon's character being cut, and of course Bernie Mac passed away in 2008, uh, I don't think we're going to see much of a mix. Well, can I say okay. something? I, um, I actually went and saw this movie last night. Well, it, oh. it, it saw me, actually. So Miss Parker's cousin was in town. And um, I went with them to brunch, and then went to a pool party because there were some libations involved. So I, but I'd already <laughs> promised that I, I always promised I'd go to the movie, and I was in my reclined seat at uh, Center Bistro, and I fell asleep ten minutes into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot, yes, you cannot drink before a movie. I, no. You're just paying to fall asleep. You're paying for a place to sleep. Exactly, exactly. So I have to go check that one out again. yeah yeah so well i saw um actually two films i'm going to screen uh the first is um hereditary which stars tony collette gabriel bryan uh millie shapiro alex wolf and ann dowd uh it this movie basically uh follows a family after a death of the mother of the family with the grandmother of the children, the matriarch of the family, and um, how her daughter finds out secrets after the mother is dead as to the mother's life. Tony Collette plays the mother of the family who's married to Gabriel Bryan, and they have two children, a young woman or young girl of 13 and a teenage boy. And the girl um, is apparently on the autism spectrum. And... um, come to find out that the grandmother and the granddaughter had a very intense relationship. And you start to see the intensity of the relationship as uh, Tony Collette's character discovers things about her mother. It starts off pretty well, but I'm going to be honest, I was waiting for a roller coaster ride because they brand this movie as like the scariest movie of the year. And I was waiting for that. And I got on this roller coaster ride to nowhere. It just it's like if a roller coaster went up a great big hill and like it was gonna have a big drop and it just didn't go anywhere but straight on and Yeah, on. I heard the ending was not that good. The ending like it, there was a crescendo and it had you on the edge of your seat and then it was like nothing. It's like, Oh, where's the end? Like where am I gonna where's the yeah. excitement? No. Yeah. And then the That's ending was just like like I, I can't even explain it. I don't have the words. <laughs> Simon put it. 
Simon put it one time, he said someone singing sound like musical wallpaper. That would be the ending of this movie. It was just film used. That's it. Um, I, I went to go see this film on the strength of Toni Collette because she normally picks um, great projects to connect herself with. And I will say this. For what the character in the movie had to go through, Toni Collette's acting was very much on point. She acted her ass off in this movie. However, the movie itself, why? Like, no, y'all, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't give it anything. Don't go see it. Don't waste your money. It's not even really something that I would say watch on at home. Seriously, not at home on TV on a rainy day and there's nothing else to do. Don't watch that movie. Wow. That's just my right. opinion. And I haven't gone that's this deep and this bad on a movie in a long time. But you guys gassed me up. Hollywood, you gassed me up for this movie, and it's on you. It's your fault. That's why I don't like it. It's your fault. Fix it. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. So, anyway, moving past that, we're going to forget it because it it doesn't exist. Um, The Staircase on Netflix. You know, I love my documentaries. This documentary follows the murder trial of Michael Peterson. Michael Peterson is an American novelist who – was accused of murdering his wife when there was an accident in their residence where she fell down the steps and apparently um, died from falling down the steps. And this starts off with the moments right before she falls down the steps, and it follows it all the way through to 20 years later in this man's court battles back and forth with did he or didn't he kill his wife. I was stuck to the television. Netflix, I, I love Netflix. They do no wrong in my book. <laughs> These documentaries are killer. I think I mentioned Evil Genius last week. This yep. week is The Staircase. Check it out. It's better wow. than any movie that's out in the theater right now. Seriously. It's like a murder mystery, but it's real life about real people. And just how the evidence stacks up and how circumstances happen to make it people look guilty or not guilty, other players in it. Like, it's, 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 you can't get no better than real life. Check it out, The Staircase, Netflix. Remember, I told you about it. <laughs> Is it better mm-hmm. than Evil Genius? They're about the same. They're just that good. Okay, and They nice. need to win awards. They need to win awards. Ava DuVernay won an award for 13th. These two can win awards easily. Nice. Oh, and one, one more thing. One more thing. I'm going to tell people, when you're streaming um, content, and if you really like it, it is very, very, very important for you to click the rating because that's you telling the streaming service that you like that. And if you like that and you want to see more content like that, what you just watched, the way to have that happen is have the numbers go up on the things that you do watch. So please, Public, rate your movies because it tells the networks a lot. Please rate your movies. All right, all right. What's coming out of the pipeline? Well, the big one I think is going to be Incredible Two, uh, which people have been waiting a long time for. Uh, so I don't, I don't see anything competing with that for the weekend. No, not for the weekend. Uh, I know I'm definitely there. Um, Mission Impossible coming up in July. Mm-hmm. Um, Jurassic, Jurassic World. Cool. Yep. Yeah. That's coming up. So, yeah, some big movies coming up. They're going to make some money this summer. 
Yeah, it's the blockbuster season, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, Jurassic World, if you don't know, Jurassic World's already been released internationally for two weeks, so the rest of the world has got to see it, so we'll finally get to see it soon enough, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen, as always, thank you for letting us know what to spend our money on and what not to, and not even to watch on a rainy day, for Chica. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and have a great week. Uh, we'll talk next next Monday. All right. All right. All right, we're right back after this. Hey, mama, I guess I messed up and fell for a picture so perfect I thought it was real. But I couldn't tell, no. Hey, mama, I guess I thought that We'll one day learn how to be still But that wasn't realistic Should have been good by now I should have been We should have been settling down We should have been Yep, I thought if I gave my all That he was gonna love me
It's your only option Show them how to go, girl Cause you do it flawless She be like He be like My haters be like Rip your tongue tonight And we on Show them how it's done When your back is in the corner Bet your dream is number one She be like From poverty, I still finish college Do it all, keep my face, stay shiny Cause your boy right here is a soldier Back to the music, telling you why I do it For my brother, his daughter, my dreams stick to it I lost a few on the way, miss them all the time But I keep the memories alive on the music Thought I wouldn't do it, thought I couldn't do it Thought I wouldn't do it Y'all boys so off, but I'm a hit Got no time to talk, I'm getting rich Can't hear your talking like I'm deaf And I kill no coffin with the shit Show Why? how to move like it's your only option Show them how to go, girl Cause you do it flawless She be like, he be like My haters be like, rep your town tonight And we on Show them how it's done When your back is in the corner But your dream is number one She be like
Alright, what's going on, y'all? This is Ricardo Grim Hot in the Airwaves. Right now, you listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Hey, don't go to sleep without saying your prayer. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Aaron Cosby, how's it going? Stevie Mother Knight. <laughs> what's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, I'm good. You? I can't complain. It's Monday. We got through it. Got through it. Got through it. Yes, yes. How was your weekend? Weekend was cool. Miss Parker's uh, cousin was in town, so we hung out. I hung out with them on actually Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. <laughs> but um, and I went to a pool party yesterday as well, so it was cool. How was your weekend? It was it was chill. It was alright. But can we talk about Miss Parker real quick, um, ladies and gentlemen? If you all have not seen Miss Parker's pictures on her social media please take a look this woman is gorgeous yeah she Ms. is Parker is just done I mean she she well we already know that she's beautiful both inside and out mm-hmm. but if I'm telling y'all please get a chance like she is just just gorgeous physically fit just I mean just stunning gorgeous just yeah. head to toe gorgeous gorgeous, she gorgeous, is. gorgeous gorgeous yes yes she is most definitely right. so sports Sports, sports. Did you watch the finals? I did. Yeah, we went to Battery Park. I was disappointed. It was funny because Miss Parker always teased me, says that I jump teams, (laughs) which I I do jump teams, but usually I I go with LeBron, right? And so (laughs) she told me when the game was about 20 seconds left of the game, so you got 20 seconds to change your mind. (laughs) If I wanted to switch over to the Warriors. (laughs) And her her friend was like, he said, I have no respect for if you do that. (laughs) You didn't change your mind, did you? No, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Good, good, good for you. You The way I I thought about it. You know, that's true. I did. I did. The way I thought about it. Like a man. Right, exactly, exactly. The way I thought about um, the series I was fine with whoever won, but I wanted LeBron to win. You know what I mean? But I wasn't disappointed that the yeah, Warriors, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's how I thought about it. Yeah. 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 What, what were your thoughts? Would, well, be, before I answer that, what team would you have been disappointed in if they would have beaten Cleveland? Like, what team would you not have liked to have, to have won? I don't know. You know, that's a good question. I really don't know. The Hawks, well, no, nah, well, the Hawks couldn't play them anyway because they're both yeah. in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. But um, let's say, what is a team in the Western Conference that you really don't like? Like, is this, is there a team? There's nothing I really don't like. I can't say that there is. I am, but one thing we always say, I am ready for it to switch up, and I think next season it will definitely. You know, decision 3.0. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And okay, and I'm gonna um to talk about that next. But to yeah. answer your question, I thought that the finals pretty much went as accordingly. I mean, we I think people pretty much knew that that the Cavs were not going to win. Yeah. Um, I was really rooting for them to a, to to. Of at least one one game, I would yeah. Like to, you know, Cleveland to at least one one, yeah. and it seems like when they that game one situation at the end, it seems like that just took 
the air out of the tire. It was it, once they lost that game, and and it was so close, and how they lost, and you know, it was um, it was messy and crazy, and it just seemed then like it was over. Brian was like, all right. I'm about to figure out where I'm going to be because it's not going to be in Cleveland next yeah, year. Yeah, And I hope that the fans, which I have a feeling that these fans are not going to be the same fans. Like they were last time. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight years ago, nine years ago, whatever, when he left the first time. Right. I don't right. think that they're going to be upset. And to also, but also, I, I really feel that the reason why those fans were so upset eight years ago when he left, it wasn't necessarily the fact only that he left. Yes, they were they were upset, they were pissed that um he left. But it was how he left on television. This you know decision. Where am I going? It, you know, it was like yeah, it, like drama. It was putting it in their face. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was disrespectful. It was to them, to the fans of Cleveland. It was this disrespectful. And so, but yeah, but he's definitely not going to do that again. He's he's yeah. He probably learned from that. that. He learned from that. He learned. He learned from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He learned from that. Someone at the. uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, I was saying someone while we were watching the game, they had on a Warriors uh, jersey, and they had a broom sweeping, (laughs) sweeping the ground. (laughs) Oh, that is so petty. That was petty. That's good. Yeah. Petty, 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 petty. Um, what team do you see Mr. James going to? Is there a team? Well, people are thinking between the Lakers and the Rockets. Um, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I can see him in L.A. Um, mm, what, are you th- what are your thoughts? Yeah. He's definitely going west. He's going to the Western Conference. He's okay. done all that he can do in the east. He's, yeah. He's been there. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's been at these two months. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's been enough. Right. He needs to go to the West. And the West is where it's at. The West is the best mm-hmm. right now. The, 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 the East, I mean, come on. Cleveland, just let's just break this down. Cleveland was the fourth best team rank-wise, ranking this season. They were ranked fourth. They, they were fourth in the Eastern Conference in the playoffs this year, fourth, and they went to the finals. Yeah. So that's to tell you how watered down the Eastern Conference is, mm-hmm. is that the fourth best team on, you know, paper ends up going to the finals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, man, if Braun goes west, the East is done. I mean, gosh, I mean, it's – <laughs> they're gonna need a rising wow. star. Yeah, they're gonna need uh, who? I mean, real? I mean, okay, Boston looks good, but I don't know. It'll okay. Uh, I, I don't see any team out of the East beating a Golden State Warriors team, mm-hmm. beating a more than likely Houston Rockets team with LeBron James, because I don't see LeBron going to the Lakers. I saw it at first. Because of the whole Lakers legacy and everything, but Braun wants to be on. In my opinion, he wants to be on a team that's pretty much just add Braun and stir. Like it's right, it's already right. all of, of the other ingredients are already there. Yeah, 
the bowl. Just add Bron, poof, mm-hmm. and you got it. Whereas with the Lakers, it'll be almost like what he's doing in Cleveland, but probably actually worse because they don't – that team is like – I mean, who's who's on the squad? <laughs> right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless Bron going to Lakers can bring other star caliber right. um, players to the Lakers. Now, that could possibly work. That 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 could work. If mm-hmm. that's the case, like mm-hmm. if if like if Russell Westbrook was like, "Yo, I'm out of Oklahoma City. I'm I'm going to L.A." Like if if Russell can, can you imagine Russell Westbrook and LeBron? James that would be oh my god, oh, oh my god, my god. Like you know, like it would be <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just the thought of it is like wow, wow, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So. That's the only way I can see him going to the Lakers is if a Russell Westbrook or, you know, and maybe like another player, maybe like a, a Paul George or something. If, well, pretty much, yeah. If Paul, if the, if the top two star players of Oklahoma, of Oklahoma City went to the Lakers with Bron, then yeah. yeah. Bron's not going to Oklahoma City. I don't see him going to, to Oklahoma City. I, I just don't see that happening. Um but Houston is, uh, is as of right now. I feel more Houston. I, I feel a, a little more Houston than LA right now. So well, we'll definitely see. We'll definitely see. Yeah. What happens? Yeah, we'll right, 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 right. Because it's it's going to be fun. This, yeah. Yeah. This off this off off season is going to be fun. Let mm-hmm. the LeBron James lottery sweepstakes begin. I'm all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm geeked. I'm really, 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 really geeked. All right. The Stanley Cup Finals. Did you watch that at all? You know I don't watch the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Do you know who won? Nope. But I'm sure you're going to tell me. What two teams? Do you even know what two teams were actually in the, the Stanley Cup Finals? No, I don't. The Washington Capitals. Okay, yes, yes, okay, all right, okay, 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 good job. And, and the Vegas Golden Knights. And Google is your friend, isn't it? Google it is sure is. BFF. It sure is. You smooth with it. You smooth. Cause I, I, I didn't hear you clicking or anything, so you must have got on your iPad or your cell phone or something. You was quick with it, though. Okay. I'm right here. I'm, I'm always fact-checking throughout the show. Good, 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 man. But, yes, yes, Washington Capitals, Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm, I'm guess you know who won because you did your your um, research just now. But I'll say it: Washington Capitals won. Mm-hmm. Um, they won four games to one. And um, yes, they are your 2018 Stanley Cup final. I mean, Stanley Cup champions. So congratulations, congratulations Washington Capitals. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they're going to go to the to the White House. Probably so. Yeah. They I, might go. I mean, I mean it's. It's, it's, it's literally next door. I mean, it's Washington Capitals. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you you, you kind of got to. I mean, literally. Yeah. Washington. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't see them not going. So, so Mr. President Trump, you got a team coming to the White House. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you don't have to pout anymore. Right. You don't have to pout no more. And cancel events. No. Right, exactly. You know, the cancel events and Twitter and, and, and you know, right. mad at everybody. So, mm-hmm. so be good with that. All right, what else is going on in sports? Real quick, real quick. All oh, tennis, 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 tennis. Um, Rafael 
Nadal, he won the um, French Open or um, men's finalist um, French Open. I don't know if you watch tennis like that or not, Rafael. Mm-hmm. That's too boring to watch on TV for me. Okay, well, then I won't talk no more. All right, but I, I will leave tennis alone. I don't know what you can talk about because I'm sure, uh, you know, no, our listeners. No, 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 I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Justify. Does that name sound familiar to you, Justify? No. Well, Justify is a thoroughbred horse who is the latest Triple Crown winner. Oh, yeah. Is, I'm telling you, he's rich. He is everything. He is the the man. If if he was a, an, an actual human being, like he would be like the LeBron James of, or the Michael Jordan, if you will, of um, horse horse racing. Like he's all like he's just a stud. Anyway, he won the um, the um, the, the the triple crown this year. Uh, and, um, oh my God! They said that they said yeah. that he will the the. Uh... Oh my gosh, the horse! I don't know if this is true or not. This is on theonion.com. They're saying that Justify okay. wakes up next to the decapitated head of the prize jockey after refusing to throw triple crown. I hope that's not true. Oh, I don't think that's true. Yeah, that don't even sound right. Uh, they have a picture, but you know, with the internet now. Anyway, okay. hope that's not true. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Moving along. All right. Right. Um, but yeah. Congratulations to Justify and his team, his owners, his jockey, everybody. Yeah, good, good job. And that's all that I have in sports. Cool, just the visuals, guys, bro. You got. It's not true because I'm seeing these other. I'm seeing these other articles. It's not true. Okay. I all was right. going to say, man. Okay. All right. Yeah. See, fake news. Bob Beffert. Beffert is his name. Bob Beffert. Okay. All fake right, news, buddy. Well, everyone, as always, thank you so much uh, for keeping us in the know in sports, and I'll uh, talk to you next Monday. Yes, sir. All right. Right back after this. It's Monday morning. You look amazing. I just want to help you to wake up and start your day off. Call me for just don't have to stress, girl, about that mess in your office. Cause I know that John at work been irking you. She mad, she ain't get that promotion too. She mad, she don't look as good as you. Oh, got a man as good as you do, 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 do. Baby, I got, baby, I got you, 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 you.
curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. 